Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Before we move on, let's talk about this, some similarities or differences with Canada and U.S. Since you see both sides, any quick things that come off to the top of your head, just for investors out there, just for a general broad understanding of differences between the way that we buy stuff, like the syndication model is is very similar. It, it's sometimes it, I, it's structured differently. So, like when I'm putting together a bunch of people together to buy a building in Ontario, if I have less than ten people, I'm probably just going to use a corporate structure. We'll have a corporation and we'll have shares in the structure. If more than ten people, I'll probably do an LPGP structure, which is pretty much the same as like the syndication model in the U.S. You have you have the SEC and you have the like the the just the different ways that it's set up. But big picture wise, they're very similar. So from the multifamily side, it's quite the same. Just some nuances that are different. On the residential side, you have this beautiful product in the U.S. It's called thirty-year mortgage, thirty-year term. Now we don't get it's not there's no like the longest that you can get is a ten-year term, and I don't even think you'd want to have that. You have this thirty-year your your term at like a super low rate is really uh, it's really awesome, and you've got some more I would say innovative products on the financing side particularly in the one to four unit space. We don't have those sort of things. But what we do is on the financing side for the multifamily units, we do have the ability to go higher loan to value, which I, I don't think I've really seen in the U.S., but we have CMHC financing that can get us up to 85% to 90% loan to value with still sub 2% rate, which is uh, pretty different. Now you'd have to, you'd probably, you'd know around the multifamily side, whether you, what you have on for financing in multifamily buildings. Yeah. So that's the, the lending is the big piece there. And so that probably means you guys don't cash on a lot of the deals that just because the amortization is way short. No, the amortization can be like, you can get it up to 30, 30 year AMS for the multifamily side. Typically they're 25 year AMs on the multifamily, but if you're going to CMHC financing, the AM, AM rate will go up too. So it actually works out really well. On the like resi side, so one to four units, you're, you're like, it's typical to get 30 year amortizations. And right now resi rates are probably around, I would say, 2% too, probably depending on your qualification rate and, and all of those things. But it's, I would say it's around that. Cash flow wise, like I would compare like Toronto to like a New York or somewhere in California. And the landlord laws are like in California too. So it's pretty nuts when it comes to that. It's tough. Like you get a lot of appreciation. So my the way that I've been able to do really is I, I don't buy anything that doesn't cash flow uh, in my market and I make it work. And I we work to, to do value add. We do we turn over units. We do a lot of different things to make the make it work and and make it cash flow and then refinance and, and do it again and pay back the investors funds and continue to own it and that's why i like the syndication model in the u.s where we where we're doing exactly the same thing except i don't have to worry about financing if i try to get financing as a canadian in the u.s it sucks like it like i've i, I spent almost a year and a half getting financing for those rental properties in in tampa a year and a half it was brutal and just at the point where I was about to get financing, it was like March 2020, 
And then COVID, boom, they got rid of all the foreign national lending. So it was a real pain. So what, what's nice for me as a Canadian investing in the U.S. is I get to take advantage of leverage, which I wouldn't necessarily be able to do if I were to invest directly in the projects myself. Now, you would have asset-based lending for multifamily buildings in, in the U.S., but you still don't, as a foreign national, unless I partnered with somebody else who is a national in, in, in the U.S., I wouldn't be able to take advantage of it in the same way. So it's interesting that I'm able to take advantage of that through investing in syndications in the U.S., yeah. And just as a side note, the key principles, the loan guarantors in American syndication, when we look at that Fannie Mae Freddie Mac, I don't think you can be a foreign national. I've seen it done sometimes if you have like a green card, but then I've seen it happen sometimes, but it just takes an act of God and people are like lenders are just really confused when it does happen. But yeah, that's up for Americans. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.